At first sight, nothing seems more obvious than that religious persons should care for the sick. No Christian building, except perhaps a church, is more self-explanatory than a Christian hospital. Yet on further consideration, the thing is really connected with the undying paradox, the blessedly two-edged character of Christianity. And if any of us were now encountering Christianity for the first time, he would be vividly aware of this paradox. Let us suppose that such a person began by observing those Christian activities which are, in a sense, directed towards this present world. He would find that this religion had, as a mere matter of historical fact, been the agent which preserved such secular civilization as survived the fall of the Roman Empire. That to it Europe owes the salvation, in those perilous ages, of civilized agriculture, architecture, laws, and literacy itself. He would find that this same religion has always been healing the sick and caring for the poor, that it has, more than any other, blessed marriage, and that arts and philosophy tend to flourish in its neighborhood. In a word, it is always either doing, or at least repenting with shame for not having done, all the things which secular humanitarianism enjoins. If our inquirer stopped at this point, he would have no difficulty in classifying Christianity, giving it its place on a map of the great religions. Obviously, he would say, this is one of the world-affirming religions, like Confucianism, or the agricultural religions of the great Mesopotamian city-states. But how if our inquirer began, as he well might, with quite a different series of Christian phenomena? He might notice that the central image in all Christian art was that of a man slowly dying by torture, that the instrument of his torture was the worldwide symbol of the faith, that martyrdom was almost the specifically Christian action, that our calendar was as full of fasts as of feasts, that we meditated constantly on the mortality not only of ourselves but of the whole universe, that we were bidden to entrust all our treasure to another world, and that even a certain disdain for the whole natural order, contemptus mundi, had sometimes been reckoned a Christian virtue. And here, once again, if he knew no more, the inquirer would find Christianity quite easy to classify. But this time he would classify it as one of the world-denying religions. It would be pigeonholed along with Buddhism. Either conclusion would be justified if a man had only the one or the other half of the evidence before him. It is when he puts both halves together and sees that Christianity cuts right across the classification he was attempting to make, it is then that he first knows what he is up against, and I think he will be bewildered. Probably most of those who read this page have been Christians all their lives. If so, they may find it hard to sympathize with the bewilderment I refer to. To Christians, the explanation of this two-edged character in their faith seems obvious, They live in a graded or hierarchical universe where there is a place for everything and everything should be kept in its right place. The supernatural is higher than the natural, but each has its place. Just as a man is higher than a dog, but a dog has its place. It is, therefore, to us not at all surprising that healing for the sick and provision for the poor should be less important than, when they are, as sometimes happens, alternative to the salvation of souls, and yet very important. Because God created the natural, invented it out of His love and artistry, it demands our reverence. Because it is only a creature and not He, it is, from another point of view, of little account. 
and still more, because nature, and especially human nature, is fallen, it must be corrected, and the evil within it must be mortified. But its essence is good. Correction is something quite different from Manichaean repudiation or Stoic superiority. Hence, in all true Christian asceticism, that respect for the thing rejected, which, I think, we never find in pagan asceticism. Marriage is good, though not for me. Wine is good, though I must not drink it. Feasts are good, though today we fast. This attitude will, I think, be found to depend logically on the doctrines of the creation and the fall. Some hazy adumbrations of a doctrine of the fall can be found in paganism. But it is quite astonishing how...